Hello, beautiful people. You're listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life, and growth. And I am your host, Ifeniwa Morenike. I hope your day is going awesome. Mine has been great. I have finally, all glory to God, found a place to record. And God bless the person that has allowed me to use their office. And so, what I'm going to do is actually re record an episode that I recorded whilst I was at home. Mostly because I did not like the sound quality and you know that I do not want to put something out that I do not think will be great for you guys to hear because I'm also a podcast listener. I also enjoy listening to podcasts and the only thing you have to go on is the audio and so the audio needs to be pretty good. So yeah, this is me re-recording. I'm going to do my best to say the things I said last time but also bring a new fresh perspective. I've actually noticed since I've been in school I have learnt quite a lot and don't worry I'm going to just do guys on the things that have been happening to me whilst I'm here, the things that I've been learning, the things I've been actually unlearning. I've been learning to unlearn the things and the practices and my poor habits of the past. Um, I've been learning how to socialize. Guys when you go into school and you're in a fresh environment, new faces, oh my sister's here with me but apart from my sister most of the faces I'm seeing are new and you're forced into social situations. Most of you guys know I am an introvert. I can confidently say I'm not as shy as I was before, but I am an introvert, and so I thank God that he's been putting me into situations that's forcing me to kind of enjoy socializing. I'm getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. I don't know if that makes sense, but these experiences, they're for me to learn, they're for you to learn, they're for all of us to learn and to be limitless together. So let's get straight into the episode, shall we? Okay, lukewarm Christianity. Now, let me tell you guys, the way this episode actually came about is, um, I'm sure some of you guys have watched, or most of you guys would have watched the movie War Room. Awesome movie, you guys should check it out. It has Priscilla Shire in it. So the lady in the movie was saying, would you like tea? And then she brought the tea lukewarm. And the other lady was asking, like, why would you bring me lukewarm tea? And she said, nobody likes lukewarm tea, right? I don't know if anyone likes lukewarm tea. We either drink iced tea or we drink hot tea. And so the analogy she was trying to give was the same way we as human beings, nobody kind of appreciates lukewarm tea. God does not want us to be in the middle. He does not want us to be lukewarm. Now, this may seem like a very wishy-washy kind of analogy, but this is serious, guys. Because imagine serving God your entire life and at the end of the day, Jesus is like, I don't know you. I didn't know you. It literally says, Revelation 3.16, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. That's the thing. That's the way God sees lukewarm Christians. So if any of you are confused, and this is a new term to you, what is a lukewarm Christian? And you guys, I really want this to be a time of self-reflection. This is not me coming for anybody. This is not a form of condemnation, but just for us to be convicted as Christians to make sure that we are not in the middle. We cannot be in the middle. You're either for God or you're for the world. And as much as possible, you want to please people. You want to fit into society. We're not supposed to fit in. That's what makes us Christians. The whole point of us being set apart is we're supposed to be apart from the society. We're supposed to be consecrated. And so if you're blending in, something is wrong. If people look at you and see your lifestyle and the way you behave and the things you do, the way you talk, and they're like, oh, she or he seems like an ordinary person, then there's a problem because you're supposed to be set apart. So this is a person, a lukewarm Christian, is basically a person who believes that Jesus is real, like you're Christian by title, and you believe in his existence, but you make little or no effort to seek him or live for him. Your lifestyle does not reflect Christ. The way you talk does not reflect Christ. The things you do do not reflect Christ. And that kind of person is very comfortable feeding their flesh over feeding their spirit because they're just not ready to sacrifice their flesh. They're basically not ready to sacrifice their life for God. 
they want to live part of the world but still call themselves Christians and say, oh yeah, I'm going to heaven, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm into that Christian lifestyle. I'm not into evangelizing. I'm not into spreading the gospel. I'm not into living a consecrated lifestyle because I still want to feed my flesh. And I know a lot of you guys are listening like, nah, that's not me. I don't want to feed my flesh. Think about it, guys. I really want, by the end of this episode, I really want us to really think about it because the whole point of this episode is for us to grow. Not for condemnation, not to, you know, call anybody out or make anyone feel bad, but just for us to grow as Christians. That's literally it. And so basically, a lukewarm Christian, you're the kind of person where Sunday morning, that's, that's where you and God end. Your Bible stays in your bag, you pick it up again on your Sunday. Or you're reading your Bible, but you're not meditating on it, you're not reflecting on it, you're not allowing it to change your life or to to you're not catching the rema for those of you guys who do not know what rema is i have learned this word my dad actually taught me basically the power of rema you're reading something but once this thing becomes a revelation to you it is a rema like this is now the spoken word of god speaking the word of god into your life and allowing it to reflect in your life so it's not just words on a page anymore it's a revelation and so when you're reading your bible you be like okay this that i'm reading what is God saying to me through this? For me, I don't know about you guys. Some people hear God audibly. Some people hear God through their thoughts. God speaks to me personally the most through the word. Almost all the time, the word speaks into my situation. And so you guys ask yourself the question, what does God want me to grasp from this? What is he saying to me through this? That's how you be able to get a revelation from the word. And so lukewarm Christians, very easy to compromise their faith. This society is... All right, this is not a time to rant, but this society is messed up. Like, I don't know how Christians are easily falling into the norms of society. You say you're Christian, but you don't think fornication is that deep. I mean, oh, I'm going to marry him. I'm going to marry her anyway. How do you know that? And even if you are, how are you joining your spirit with someone? Because I've said this before, sex is not just a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. And you're joining with someone in such close proximity without honoring your union before God, which is what marriage is. And that's another thing with lukewarm Christians. The reason you live in ignorance is because you choose not to read the word of God. And that's not an excuse because the word of God says, my people perish because they lack knowledge. And if we look at it on another perspective, sometimes you live in condemnation, but also because you do not read your word. You're like, oh, I'm such a sinner. I'm such a horrible person. God hates me because you haven't opened the word of God. Have you read the story of Paul? Guys, do you know what Paul did? As in, I don't know if any of you guys are doing this, but killing Christians as your day job isn't a joke. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's some next level, like... But once you read the story of people like Paul and how God used him in ministry, in bringing the church to the masses, in bringing the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ to the masses, you can't read that and still believe, oh, I'm too dirty, I am too sinful to be used by God. I'm not enough to be used by God. Have you read the word of God? Have you reflected over the people he's used? Because they're not perfect. At the end of the day, God doesn't look at what man looks at. He doesn't look at the physical. And you would only understand this. You would only be able to free yourself from condemnation when you read the word of God, when you understand the freedom we have in Christ. Oh, happy Easter. It's past Easter now, but like happy Easter that just went. And I hope that it was a great Easter for you guys. But yeah, so we just celebrated the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, who gives us freedom in Christ. My favorite verse during that season was right now, Galatians 3, 13 to 14, where it basically talks about how Jesus became a curse for us 
in order to free us from the law. Not just to free us from the law, but also so that we can receive the promises that God gave through Abraham. See, these things, like I was reading this and it just blew my mind. Like, whoa, this thing that I used to do when I was younger and pick Easter eggs. I don't know if you guys did that. When we were younger, especially in church, we'd like pick Easter eggs and we'll make sure that our parents buy us those chocolate eggs and stuff. That's how we celebrated Easter. But as you get older and you deepen your walk in Christ, you start to realize the profundity of Easter and the resurrection and the death of Christ and what it really means. That's what it means to move past that lukewarm stage of Christianity. Okay, so if we look at it in a biblical context, I'm just going to read you guys Matthew 7, to 23. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? And then 23, then I will tell them plainly. Guys, this part is quite deep. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. I just want you guys to reflect on that. Do you want, at the end of the day, when it's time for you to stand and to receive judgment. Jesus is like, you didn't live for me. You didn't speak about me. You didn't talk to me. Everything you did was for yourself. Everything you did was for your flesh. Everything you did was to fit in and say, oh, I'm Christian, but mm, I don't want to discomfort myself because there's no fire. You're doing the bare minimum to know Jesus. You're doing the bare minimum to know God. And you still believe that you're on fire for God. That's not what it is. And you can't serve two masters. You need to choose. That's another verse. No one can serve two masters. Either you hate one and love the other, or you be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and the world. You cannot serve both God and your flesh. You need to choose. And it's hard. Oh, but my friends are going out for this party. Oh, but everyone's doing this. Oh, but guys, it is hard. Let me tell you, it is hard. I'm not going to deny the fact that it is hard. But that's the point of being on fire for God. That fire quenches everything. Your temptations will rise. But it's for you to push back against that temptation and dig deeper into God. Because you know, at at the end of the day, that party, that, let's say your party is what, two hours. What you gain from it is nothing. But what you gain from deepening your relationship with God, knowing him better, loving him deeper, is so much more. It's so much more than that lifestyle that you feel like you're missing out on. I did an episode on FOMO. You guys can check that out as well. Fear of missing out. You feel like if I don't do these things my friends are doing and the people of the world are doing, I'm missing out on life. Please, what are you actually missing out on? What are you actually missing out on? Because these things, they don't satisfy you. They don't give you true joy. They do not give you full fulfillment. Only Jesus can do that. Only God can truly satisfy. So anyone telling you, oh, you're missing out, that person's lying to you because that's an empty life. That's a very empty life. To live for your flesh and your desires is a very empty life. The scary thing is if the body of Christ starts to become lukewarm and we're spreading lukewarm messages because you don't want to offend people. I really do understand when people say, oh, I don't want to offend anyone. I want to be nice. You know, Christians, we're supposed to love everyone. But that doesn't mean you should water down the gospel to satisfy the needs of other people. If people are not willing to hear the true gospel, then they're not willing to hear the true gospel. Bye. I'm obviously not the person to preach to you. Someone else can through another means. But as for you, never water down the gospel, never water down the word of God to satisfy someone else. Even these like mainstream themes that we have in the Christian community, when the Christian community is trying to please society, it's not supposed to, there's a reason that the church and the world, once they start to blend, that's when the problem comes. Okay, so what now? 
I've gone on for, I don't know, let me check this. How much time have I gone on for? <laughs> right, this is 14 minutes. I don't know. By the time I edit it, it, it may go down. I've gone on for 14 minutes about was a Lukum Christian? Are you a Lukum Christian? Da, 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 da. Let's get into the meat of the matter. How do we step out of this? Basically, how do we, how do we, you know, start moving forward? If you've identified, okay, think what, maybe I'm a Lukum Christian. Like, it's hard to admit, but maybe I'm a Lukum Christian. What do you do now? Okay, so something I've really learned, probably up to my mid-teens, that's when I really started building myself in Christ. Before then, can I even say I was Christian? I was kind of like Christian because my family was Christian. But really what pushed me further into God is a strong community of believers around you. Do you guys, do you know how much I've learned from my church at home and my parents? Do you know how much I've learned about spiritual warfare? When you're a Lukum Christian, you don't even realize that there's a spiritual realm. You're just like, Jesus said we should be good and nice. Love everybody. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God thy God. Love your neighbor as yourself. But there's another realm. You do realize we do not fight against flesh and blood. The powers and principalities of the other realm, yo. The things in the spiritual realm, yo. But you don't realize that as a Lukum Christian. You're like, you know, just be nice to everyone. Isn't that what Christianity is about? Nah. You know, we're kind of fighting like another spiritual war. So I learned a lot about spiritual warfare from my dad. My dad's a man of God. He's an apostle. And so the things he teaches in church is the same thing that he's teaching us. And like at home, we're learning those things all the time. And so I learned so much about true discipleship, being a true servant of Christ and serving God with your entire life. And so I, I've also learned even in school here, like I joined the prayer unit here in school. Awesome. An amazing family of believers as well. And I've learned so much about endurance in prayer. Like, <laughs> When I say endurance in prayer, it was a struggle for me before. And I thank God that there has been so much progress now. Learning about intercession, praying for other people. The unit I'm in is basically, it's mostly about intercession. Praying for other people. I mean, you can pray for people like your family. I, I used to do that. But once you start praying for people that you don't even know, you're not thinking about you anymore. Selflessness. The power of praying as a community. And also community in terms of your friends. Who is in your circle? Are they pushing you closer to God or pulling you away from God? Because you cannot do this Christian walk alone. The people you surround yourself are so important. They will either influence you positively or negatively. It's honestly it's your choice. God does not force people into your life. And so that's with the people around you. But personally, I was saying this before, the word of God needs to be your, that needs to be your best friend. <laughs> that needs to be your best friend right now. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. How? Read the word of God. That's how you know how to live, how not to live, what to do, what not to do. What does God expect from you? What promises? It's not even just all about laws and the promises God has for you. The things God has promised you as a believer the things you can use to pray that, God, you, this is in your word. You said you're going to give me this. You said I'm going to be blessed like this. You said that I'm a chosen generation. First Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are a child of light. 10. Who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. That verse alone, as a believer, you understand the authority you have in Christ, the royalty you have in Christ. On this earth, you're not an ordinary person. You are royalty. You are a light. But how would you know this if you do not open up the book which explicitly 
displays these promises. Can we just remember, the Bible's not a cute storybook. When we were younger, yeah, I still have, you know, like the Bibles with the pictures in it and all that stuff. I still have mine and it's cute. It's I read it to some of my cousins and like <laughs> sometimes when the kids have sleepovers in our house, and I love teaching them about Bible stories. But yo, we are not 11 anymore. We are not 10. We are not six anymore. We are, we're grown up. Most of you guys listening will be like maybe your teens, 20s, maybe 30s. I don't know. But we're growing up and we need to move past that stage. It's not about cute stories anymore. It's about understanding what God expects from you, the promises he has for you, the life you're supposed to live in Christ, who you're supposed to be, your identity in Christ. Everything is in his word. But, you know, you have to open it to to get it. So that's the Bible. And then prayer. You need to spend time in prayer. There's a high chance that you've starved yourself spiritually for a long time. So you're hungry. Your spirit is hungry. It is starving. Feed it now. Spend time in prayer. Ask God to open your heart, transform you. For God will not force you. At the end of the day, you need your heart to be open for him in order to enter and to wash you clean of all your old ways and all your old thoughts and all your ungodly desires. Learn to put God first. Put his desires over your desires. His will over your will. And understand that in order to get closer to God, you need to move further away from the world. You need to move further away from the status quo. You need to move further away from societal norms. It is not fun. It may be a bit embarrassing. It may make you look a bit weird. Weird is okay. I mean, who wants to blend in anyway? Who Normal is so... Ew, who wants to be normal? I mean, if you want to be normal, that's fine. But if you really want to know God, you can't be normal. You can't blend in. You need to build your fire. And I'm talking fire. It starts now. It's not too late. As long as rapture hasn't come, as long as you're still alive, it's not too late. Start now. Build your fire now. Go to God in prayer in your quiet time. God, I've been living for the world for the past I don't know how many years. I'm done and I'm living for you. I'm no longer staying in the middle of the line. I'm no longer staying lukewarm. I'm living for you. Build my fire today. Build yourself in Christ today. Shed away your desires, your flesh desires, the world's desires today and seek him with all your heart. You know the word of God says, you will seek me and find me if you seek me with all your heart. I believe the verse, I think it's Jeremiah 29:30. Give your heart to him. That's it. That's it. Step out of lukewarm Christianity. Do not let God spit you out. Do not let Jesus look at you and be like, I d- sorry, I don't know you. Who are you again? We don't want that. That's why we're here. That's the purpose of this podcast. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I really want to chill this podcast. I want to make it more chill. But... As young people, I, I don't want us to be chilling Christ. I don't. I'm sorry. I do not want us to be chilling Christ. I want our fire to grow. And so that's why we're here. And I really do pray that this podcast is that for you. Guys, if you have not, please, you know, share with someone. Okay, we're at the end of the episode now. Share with someone that you really care about. Someone that you like. This would be really helpful for you. Share with them. And this, in the name of Jesus, will be a blessing to them. The same way it will be a blessing. And it has been a blessing by the grace of God to you. So guys, share, leave a review. If it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to leave a review, leave a rating, share with someone that you love and have an amazing, a blessed, a fabulous, a fantastic, a spiritually fiery week in the name of Jesus. Bye guys, I'll see you next week. Bye.